Holy snap back to reality. There goes FlyQuest's gravity, and I won't say any more before I get the DMCA claim and the <laughs> copyright strike. Welcome back to Flight Check Season 3, Episode 20. We are back once again discussing all aspects of FlyQuest from the very peaks to the bottom of the valleys. My name, Ooh. as always, is Sandy Toes, and only to my left tonight is my fellow host, Curly Double Q. Knox wore out on vacation this week uh, up in Iowa for a family trip. Uh, Actually, do... as you can see, he is uh, trying to rescue FlyQuest exactly. right here in that photo. Yep. Uh, he is ready to perform some emergency medical uh, procedures and resuscitate mm -hmm. uh, this sinking squad from the dire situation that they truly have placed themselves into. So, lots to talk about tonight. I will say right now, if you are interested in any way in getting on the show tonight, and don't worry, I will say this uh, again in a bit, so we'll say it multiple times. If you are interested in hopping on the show tonight with me and Curly, uh, putting the Discord link in the chat, uh, once I pull up the uh, chat, putting the Discord link in the chat, <laughs> and uh, you can join us on air to give your take on air on the show as to whatever you want about FlyQuest. I'm presuming mostly the mm -hmm. LCS team. I think we'll probably, oh, yeah. unless we have a really good take that's not LCS, uh, that's about like melee or something like if dean wants to hop on if Dean's yeah on, i'm sure if dean shows up he'll end up talking about smash the whole time and be like you know what we have an lcs team i guess <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh so hop in that link in that room join we'll also the, uh join the uh the vibin room which is right below the showroom and we will uh put your take in the channel curly's hot take oven Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll browse through that, and if we want to do your take, we'll bring you on. We'll do a yep. little chit-chat, banter mm -hmm. about what's going on, and we'll discuss whatever thoughts and feelings you guys might have. Before we get and also, as per usual, uh, Flight uh, FlyQuest Challenges is playing during this, they, so we will get frequent updates NACL, on their performance against EG Challengers. <laughs> NACL must have changed the schedule because according to Leakpedia, the schedule was uh, Fly Challengers plays at 6, and I was like, excellent, they play at 6 Eastern, won't have to deal with them playing during the show tonight, and of course, they are, <laughs> things changed, and now they're playing during the show tonight, so... They're going up against EGC uh, to close things out, so we'll see how. Hoping for a six-zero week. Hoping for a six-zero week. Already a four-zero week. Things are looking good for one end of the FlyQuest League of Legends rosters, uh, but we have to talk about it. We'll get straight into it, uh, I guess. The O three week curly, it has returned uh, <sighs> after. Hiding away for a full week, the O3 week has returned, and uh, with a vengeance, as we fall to several of the same squads uh, that we already lost to 
earlier this season. Uh, most notably to me, 100 Thieves and Dignitas. Two squads yeah. that all three of us last week predicted uh, the win over. You were the lone uh, win over Golden Guardians uh, person. Uh, but a drop to 100 Thieves, Golden Guardians, um, and Dignitas. And let's be frank, it was not pretty. It was not... It didn't feel close. It didn't feel good. There were no... For me, there were no, like, moral victories in any of it. Um, It just... You know, I, I couldn't... There were very few positives uh, for me to take away. Um, yeah. What was to you... What were some of the frustrations for you uh, overall from this week before we kind of get into the specifics? I think it just kind of felt like whatever progress and rhythm we had figured out in the week before, mm-hmm. we just dialed it back and... We were uncoordinated. We were, you know, sloppy. We were getting killed more than we were doing kills. Like, we were just... It didn't feel like we had just had a 3-0 week the week before. It felt like a completely different team again. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, granted, that is to say that, like, our 3-0 week was kind of scrappy. So maybe it was just not a fluke, but a lot closer than I really thought it would have been. And... This could have been what the week before was like, you know, because even I believe it was in Dignitas um, and maybe part of 100 Thieves where it seemed kind of stable, like it wasn't the best, but we weren't too far behind. And then all of a sudden we just kept like we were losing. Yeah, and it was um, just really, really frustrating after the hype of the 3 week on the back of Prince getting player of the week. You only mm-hmm. expect this team to go up from there. Everyone's like, FlyQuest back. The pundits are all saying it. We're saying it. We're starting to talk about, all right, you know, is top four realistic, you know, for playoff seeding? Um, and now it's it's an interesting question of, okay, are we even going to make playoffs? You know, it, which is a realistic question that I think, like, has to get answered at some point. Like, is this a legitimate Thing that can happen. I ran a couple polls on um, on the uh, on the Flight Check podcast Twitter at Flight Check Crew uh, pre-game. Uh, ran I ran the exact same poll before and after the game. Uh, about half. So we had twenty-eight votes in the first poll. About half of them said uh, make seventh or eighth and then lose in lower bracket and then you had a few um maybe like two or three people uh say get five six drop to lower bracket and out and then you had a third of those 28 votes so that's uh somewhere on like you know eight nine ten um say miracle run to top four and then you had another two or three folks say bottom you know bottom two Ran the same poll again, uh, literally two and a half hours later, after, and this was on Sunday, mind you, so, or not Sunday, on Friday, um, yeah. so they were already three and eight, 
So poll redux now three and nine. What's most likely? Twenty-one votes. Seven for the seven-eight finish. Seven for nine and ten. So the amount of people voting for bottom two triples, um, and miracle run to top four it drops way off. So the optimism completely gone uh, yeah. from the community. It feels like my optimism yeah. is gone. I <laughs> and, and I'll 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 talk about how I'm feeling in a minute. How are you? feeling after this 03 week staring down the barrel of a tough week five um nrg uh evil geniuses and team liquid none of which are teams that we should you know ignore or just bypass especially uh evil geniuses yeah i mean how are we supposed to feel right now how are you feeling how do you think the community should be feeling I mean, even my faith has been shaken a little bit because I, I'd say of the three of us, I am always the most optimistic, the most hopeful. I'll predict us, you know, usually a scoreline ahead of either of you guys, you know, picking that game that you don't think we can win. But it, it's really nerve wracking when you are three and nine and a lot of, and like because of most of the season you've played so far is going 03. And it's like, after last week, it's just it's a tough position. Um, if we don't switch things up, I know the currently the popular call in the background is to put at least Spearax in. I know some people opting to even put Yuji in with him and even Masu, like really like just being like, all right, let's take that middle area of our squad from challengers, put them up to the LCS. Mm-hmm. Um, the least, the one I hear the least about though is bringing Masu up because even though people have a lot of faith in Masu, like Prince, in all of this has still managed to be kind of solid. Um, like he still put his uh, ass out in like the Golden Guardian games and I believe the Dignitas game. Like he tried what he could and it just was the games didn't go well for him yeah. or the entire team. Right. But it, it, it's really tough. Um, like. The only thing that I might say is two weeks ago, I don't know if it was on show, but at least after show, we kind of had this random theory that both of the first two weeks were like the first week of that patch, because week one, you only had the one week of the patch. Week two, that was the first week of the patch. Week three was the second week, so we actually figured it out and we went 3-0. Now we switched up the patch again, but for the this week and next, it's the same patch it's 13 13 we're playing with the same general meta hypothetically so is it just that we need to take that first week's loss and maybe these next two weeks will go really well Mm. potentially but i don't think it's just meta i think it's a lot of things going on and it's just we have to really really hope that the team can uh if we stick with the same roster that in this week they can get over their mental blocks especially when i know vikla has in the interviews like he is disappointed in himself. Yeah. He it's not like he's ignorant of the fact that he's not performing to the community's expectations. He's not performing to his expectations. Yeah. Um and so in this time that we're waiting these next couple of days, if he is going to be the one on it, I'm really hoping that in scrims and coaching and whatever, he is working on being that player that he is supposed to be. Um 
and that the team is working on being the team we're supposed to be. Because if we even lose, I think, <clears throat> granted, if we look at our predictions later, it's going to, we're not optimistic. But if we lose two games, I think that dramatically hurts our uh, playoff chances, especially because one of the teams we are right behind is NRG. So, like, if we drop to NRG, that hurts so, so much because we're two games down. There's six to go. It's just a real, is a really, really tough spot. It's mathematically possible. But when you look at the strength of schedule we have versus the strength of schedule of the people just above us, it's it's pretty uh, it, it's pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I actually realized this until you mentioned it just now. We can legitimately be knocked out of top eight this week. Um, or at least make it nigh on impossible uh, come week six, where, like, you look at all 100 Thieves and NRG need to do is win two games, uh, and they could be seven and eight at the end of the week. All we have to do is lose two games... And the max we can win for the rest of the season is seven. So, barring an 0-3 week by one of those teams, then the next week... By the way, we don't have the tiebreaker against 100 Thieves. They hold the tiebreaker. Uh, and we'll find out uh, who will hold... You know, if um, we hold the tiebreaker over NRG right now, 1-0, but, you know, they could tie it up at 1-1 and cause an actual tiebreaker to be played for the last place spot. We are in a dire situation now. And I think, and I I hate to say this, uh, you mentioned it though, I think you have to look at the play from Thicla this week. Uh, Stats never tell the whole story, but I think these Stats do. Uh, 1, 3, and 2. 0, 5, 0, That's a 1, 13, 14 scoreline this week. Um, he looked outmatched. He looked unconfident. He does not look like he is playing at the LCS level right now. Uh, I will note that we got outdrafted versus 100 Thieves. You know, Mm -hmm. we took triple AD uh, into a Malphite Poppy. Uh, So, of course, that was never going to go well. Um, So, some of the blame does lie there. But, you know, 055 against Golden Guardians, 057, 057 in the game against Dignitas, which is a game that, like, Spica posted a 733 scoreline. Prince went 3 yeah. 1 and 7, and Vulcan went 2 yeah. 2 and 10. Like, more than half of the rest of the team, three of the other five members, all posted very positive, good looking scorelines. And Vikla is the one that stands out at 05 and 7 on the Annie. Yeah. I, and I think, 
other people feel this way. I know other people feel this way. But at this point, like, I, I'll just say it. Changes have to be made. Uh, this is already a week where, frankly, uh, I'm not expecting us to do very well. Uh, I know Knox is not expecting us to do very well. We'll see his predictions uh, later uh, as well, as well as yours. Um, I actually forget what yours were. I saw them already, but I forget. Uh, I'll take a look later. They're uh, oddly similar to yours, maybe. Sure. Um, it, it's... Frankly, what do you lose this week by starting a guy who has been incredibly successful in NACL uh, this split in Spirax. What do you have to lose at this point? Let's um, also let's, let's take a quick look at um, the teams at the top. <clears throat> Cloud9, NA Challengers mid laner. Uh, EG, NA Challengers mid laner. No, to be fair, Cloud9, it's, he, you know, he's kind of been a journeyman everywhere, but yes. Yeah, but they came from NACL, or sorry. Right. So we got C9, Challengers mid laner. EG, Challengers mid laner. Team Liquid, Challengers mid laner. Um, Dignitas, we got Jensen. Yeah, Team Liquid brought TSM. up this past week, and he did great. Yeah, yeah, and TSM has had insanity carry them through every win. And it's like... yeah. The only non-success story for challengers players, in the, especially in mid laners, has been Immortals, and I don't think that's Balulu's fault. I think that is just because of no. <laughs> you know we've talked about Immortals as an org. You can be a dead horse. It's fine. So it's like maybe it's the era of you know challengers mid laners. Maybe we just need to promote Spearax because it's worked pretty well for everyone else. I just, we, you're at a point where clearly things are not working. Um, and whether it's at the coaching drafting level, whether it's at the player level, uh, you can't continue on like this. Mm -hmm. You need, you like, you have to change something. You have to shake something up. Dignitas is three games ahead of us in the standings. They are tied for fifth. And they're making a move. They're like, you know what? We're going to bring in Poom and drop Diamond. They're making a move with two weeks left, to, with six games left to go in the season. They're replacing yeah. one of their starters. Why are we so reticent to agree with the sentiment by the analysts, by the community? that a change needs to happen. Now, it's Monday. Yeah. You know, we're two days away from game day. FlyQuest, notorious in recent years for <laughs> dropping their roster moves on us uh, an hour before game time. Um, so, something very well could happen. But... Until then, something I I said a couple weeks ago when we were 0-6. I am not 
seeing responsibility be taken. Um, I think Vulcan had a tweet uh, recently where he talked about, you know, you know, acknowledging that the season was not going very well. Um, but I am not seeing, you know, leadership do the same. Uh, Papa Smithy, you know, retweeted LCS, congrats to Prince on winning MasterCard player of the split. Retweeted a, re retweeted a Masu highlight. Uh, and then Thursday night, after we're three and eight, he he's like, oh, here's my new Threads account. Yeah. And then he also retweets today uh, the video that uh, FlyQuest made about Prince. Yeah, this is honestly the least communication I think I've seen from the team all year. Yeah. Um, and especially in terms of like the coaches and staff. Now, granted, technically there is no actual obligation for them to talk to us. It is a luxury we are given. Um, but it's also an expectation the community has, especially with how open they were. I'd say like they were very, very active in spring and then even a lot last year. You know, this is yeah. like it just doesn't feel like the org we know um if i'm being perfectly candid yeah um and i find that a bit concerning and it could be that they're hesitant to say anything because they want to show us something like talk to us about something good they want to be proud of achievements and all that stuff and i completely understand that but you know <clears throat> communication isn't just about the good it has to be about the bad um and it, it's something that fans respect a lot um, granted, I still, you know, I put a lot of faith in this organization. Um, but even even I would like to hear a bit more about what's going on and like maybe some thoughts, like at least some words, you know. I think, yeah, like I, I agree with you. I think the alternate perspective I have is like pro sports teams, you know, win or lose they got to go do the press conference after the game. We don't have that really in esports, yeah. e you know, you you lose, you don't have to do the interview. You know, it was like six games, two weeks went by before we finally got a stage interview with a FlyQuest player. Um now we're 4 weeks, 12 games in and there's simply been Besides, like, the 3-0 week, there's simply been zero acknowledgement of how poorly the season is going. Um, and, yeah, it's like people don't know what to say. And I think it's, it's frustrating. Um, and I get that, like, you know, you feel like you're just saying empty words maybe. Like, oh, you know, sorry we're losing, we don't know what's going on. You know, it's like people will just appreciate that you say anything at all. And in fact, yeah. people will not appreciate it when you kind of go, la, 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 nothing's happening. We're not losing every single game badly. Um, yeah, I just, it's frustrating, frankly. 
A little bit. Um, to get back to the games. Back to the games. Drafting. <laughs> Let's talk about drafting. Already <laughs> talked about triple AD into Malphite yeah. Poppy. Um, yeah. Let's see what else we got. Uh, the love the, of God, the, 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 never again, please. <laughs> Went back to something more standard. Uh, you know, Impact really loved the the Croc this week. Yeah. Um, Vicla Honestly, on a, I really Vicla on his like And then I'll say even like the comp against Dig. I liked that. Um, yeah. I, li- I like. I love the, the first. Crank. The first comp was rough, but the next two were actually pretty good. It's just they got better. Um, yeah, I just think Golden Guardians is on a whole nother level. Yeah, and then Dignitas. Um, that was a very winnable game. That, in my opinion, uh, I can't give you the specific timestamp, but in my opinion, we threw that game uh, mm-hmm. pretty hard. Uh, by pushing and being too greedy um, yeah. for towers. And Jensen came around and just kind of obliterated us. Um, yeah, just very frustrating and difficult to know even what to say because there's just nothing like great to point to. Speak up played yeah. fine. Prince is, like, doing what he can. Like, legitimately, this guy, he goes 3-2-0 versus 100 Thieves. He goes 7-5-1 versus Golden Guardians. And he goes 3-1-7 versus Dignitas. Like, Prince is, like, 1v9-ing right now mm-hmm. in many ways. Because uh, Spica is is hot or cold. Um, he's not looked so great on these tanks. 1-2-5 on Maokai. 057 on Sejuani. Impact's been relegated to Croc duty because either the Cassante is banned away from him or it's not a good matchup. Uh, we even banned the Cassante in a game. Um, and Vicla's really sticking to this. You know, he, he played the Tristana to great success last week, and then that, oh, yeah. that just gets absolutely countered. So, okay, it's back to Azir and Annie. Yeah. Um, like, surely there's something else that we could be doing here. I, I don't know. What's what, what's your take on the drafting uh, right now? Um, I, I think it's a, an awkward topic to discuss when it comes to this team, for sure, because um, one thing that was quoted in the successful Week 3 was that sticking to comfort champs is part of why they were able to be successful. They were able to focus on their gameplay rather than who they were playing. Um, and so it might be the case that we are trying to keep it with, like, we know what we're playing so we can just play better. And that might be why the drafts in some cases are a little less great. Now, like I said, the second two drafts were pretty good. The only thing I am not a fan of is the Annie against Dignitas um, because I just don't think Annie has been good for Vikla this split. Like, I don't care what kind of comp you're going for if you have um a, for me um if you have a player who has a very low success rate um with a champ especially in recent samples it, it doesn't make to give it make sense to give them that champ you just need to be like all right we're switching up um the pool for this guy you know yeah because every every annie game has just 
not been it. Not been it. No. Um, the Azir games have been like kind of 50-50, I'd say. And then the Tristana games were really good last week and just unfortunate this time. You know? And so I, I do think we're decent at draft. I think it might be just the case that because we're trying to make sure the team knows what they're like, is just comfortable in who they're playing, that it's kind of restricting us in our ability to be creative. Um, and that just might be a case of the situation. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, um, yeah, it's, for me, there's a severe lack of coordination that I'm seeing. I'm not seeing coordination. I'm seeing clear miscommunication. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm starting to see desperation as well. I'm seeing desperation to make the play, to end the game, to win, because this team knows that they have to win. They know that basically at this point they have to go, you know, three and three at minimum to maybe make playoffs. Probably mm -hmm. need to go four and two or five and one, right? Um, yeah. In order to stand a chance. And that's that creates a lot of mental pressure. And when you have a, a little bit. and when you have players like Vikla, I'm sorry to keep calling this guy out, but like it's something to point to. When you have players like Vikla who are talking about very openly that their confidence is like broken, like the mental is literally boom. It's it's mental boom. And Unless you start winning, that's not going to come back. Um, here's something. I guarantee you, if we lose to NRG on Wednesday, we go 0-3 the rest of the week. Like, it, it, unequivocally. Yeah. The only way we win more than one game this week is by by beating NRG to start on Wednesday. Because that gives you confidence. That gives you, hey, there's some hope. We're 4-9. and nine. Only got to win, like, two or three more. We can do it, guys. And maybe you lose to EG, but you can beat TL. We beat TL earlier this season. We can do it. We beat NRG earlier this season. We can do it. Two of the teams this week we have winning records against. Like, they are beatable teams for FlyQuest. We have done it. So, it, it starts with energy. It starts with winning there. Yeah. Um, how much do you think the mental is affecting things right now? And then we can, uh, maybe we can either take a call or... Uh, because maybe we can take calls and then go over to uh, challengers and the other topics of the night. Yeah, sure. Um, I think uh, I think the mental's probably not in the best spot right now. I mean, <clears throat> if you as a team that this team they expect highly, like they have high expectations for themselves before even thinking about what the community has in terms of expectations, when they are in on the rift as individual players, as a team, they know the ability they are supposed to have. Right. And so when you know what you are supposed to be able to do, 
and you are not like playing that same way and your record doesn't show that and you have had three oh three weeks which is like truly i think even an anomaly because mm-hmm. even some of the worst performing teams in these last few splits have like you know maybe had no three week one time or two week another time but gotten that random win here or there to like you know mitigate their loss streaks mm-hmm. and all that stuff so this is definitely just an anomaly it's so like and i think with the fact that it's these super weeks all the time it's going to hit even harder because yeah. if you lose two games in a week fine but you're losing three games in a week right and then you're losing another year it's like it, it's certain to have taken a toll on these guys um and so i truly like i do feel for the players a lot and i want to give them my full support because i don't think i don't think beating yourself up over it is a positive thing because there's being critical of yourself but then like if you just keep thinking you're going to do worse then you're going to do worse and so it's just a weird position to be in yeah but i i i do have great concerns for the mental state of the players right now yeah absolutely uh, all right. We do have a take in Curly's hot take oven. I saw it. I saw who put it in there. Um. <laughs> uh, Nate ID, I believe. Uh, Nate, yes. So I'm gonna. So before we get formally into this, guys, if you are in chat right now, make sure you get in flight check Discord. Make sure you go to Curly's hot take oven, put something in there, and then wait in vibe and room, and we will drag you over. All right, because we're going to be doing this now. Um, so if you want to talk about your take, um, make sure you get in now. And if you don't want to defend it, you can still put it in there, and then we'll be able to talk about it in a little bit. You know, that is also true. If you don't want to talk on the on air, uh, just write it up, and we will discuss it uh, as well. We can also do that. All right, Nate. Hope you're right. listening because I'm about to drag <laughs> you into the room here. So get ready. <laughs> I cannot wait for this conversation. I haven't talked to Nate in forever. <laughs> there we go. Uh, that has officially ruined the uh, <laughs> the OBS setup. Um, but we will. Oh uh, man, we'll rock and roll. Uh, just it. hide non-video participants. That's what you need to do. Oh, is that what I do? Wait, yeah. hang on. Uh, how do I do that? All right, go click on the call itself. Yeah. Click on the three dots in the upper right, and then check oh, the show none video. <laughs> Life hacks. All right. Uh, oh, Nate, welcome. Hi, Nate. Welcome to our NA production. Welcome to the show, uh, Nate ID. Would you please, for the people, uh, give your take? All right. So my take is that this is the fly quest we should have seen in spring uh not losing every game honestly this is probably the worst outcome that could possibly happen but but just as le- at least seeing the struggles we should have seen it in spring mm. okay okay i like you it. elaborate on that a little bit so when, when you say like we should have seen these struggles in spring like do you mean like the the there was like a lack of coordination and it just didn't show on Sage or like maybe our record was kind of puffed. Is that what you're, you're saying uh, about the spring? I would, I would take a, a, a pinch of salt on that, on, okay. that, on the record. It is, it's puffed because, okay. because I do believe that there, that there is a honeymoon period, but I believe the honeymoon period lasted 
a little too long. Okay. Because if, if I can recall, there were some slight instances of like miscommunication mm-hmm. and some inconsistencies in spring, but it just wasn't to this degree. Yeah. All right, Sandy, you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I mean, I'll start. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the 9-0 was a fantastic, or not 9-0, but like, you know, was it 9-0? 7-2. It was 7-2. and You know, I, I struggled to remember because it feels like so long ago now. Um, the amazing start was really good. Or maybe it was 8-1. The It was really good. <laughs> the midseason change was difficult because you had something that really worked. But you have promises that you've made to a player that when he gets there, he's going to start. And you have to give him a fair shake and you have to give him a fair shot. So then you go into the offseason, you know, you narrowly, truly, we are like a, a player two away from having gone to MSI. Um which in retrospect, I'm kind of glad we didn't because imagine the <laughs> the insanity that would be going to MSI and then being ninth place in summer uh, after supposedly upgrading at the support role. Um, so we did start to see a lot of issues um, in... Yeah, the second half of spring. You're absolutely right, Nate. I don't think... You can't completely say this is the team we should have seen in spring. Um, simply because you did change out one of those positions. But, to your point, people were pointing out mid lane as the weak link in this roster basically from the get-go now you know the preseason takes were all oh Vikla's insane he'll be great yada 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 it became pretty clear within a few weeks of spring okay Vikla is not doing as well as we expected him to be um you know no one expected him to be better than Prince right but still not Mm -hmm. doing as well as we expected him to be you would expect him to be a top three mid in this league he absolutely was not. Uh, currently, he is playing like a bottom three mid in this league. Um, fr- like, like, I'm sorry, it's just, it's just the truth. It, it's not, it's not flame. It's just that's how it is. Um, and I think there were elements of what we've been seeing this summer. There were elements of it in spring, but. I it it's just man I I don't know how anyone could have predicted this split after witnessing spring like you could have been like mm-hmm. okay they might struggle yeah. a bit more you know it might be not so hot out the gate maybe some more like 5463 round robins things like this but mm-hmm. you know, maybe a 10 and 8 Maybe they're finishing third, yeah. fourth, you know, Golden Guardians on the come up. Maybe, I mean, I, I power ranked the team third. Um, I power ranked them first. <laughs> like, this is, but yeah. like, but like, I, whoever I, has this. I power ranked them third, and I specifically said that because I was like, look, Vikla's not going to outperform Gory right now unless he absolutely levels up. Um, 
And I was, and in my head, I was looking. I was like, okay, Emenez, Gory, uh, you know, JoJo's still around, and obviously we've seen how good you know Golden mm-hmm. Guardians is doing. Um, yeah. But I was like, Vikla is not you know a top three mid in this league currently so i can't in good faith put FlyQuest at one or two even with the vulcan upgrades so that's my that's my thoughts i think there were elements of what you could uh, of what we've seen this summer there were elements of it in spring but man if 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 you know someone who can predict this kind of collapse uh (laughs) from a few months away I've got some like World Series bets that uh, I could really use some help on uh, next year's Super Bowl. Oh, uh, yeah. Like that. Look, whoever has this bingo card, like, wow, you are crazy. Yeah. Like, you got real lucky. You got real lucky. Um, to be quick about my response to it is I do think that you definitely have some points. I think, like Sandy said, there were some weak points in the roster that didn't show as much because our record um, was able to kind of. You know, shrug that off. Going eight and one in the first uh, round robin, and then even going six and three, despite the kind of like the the changes in the support role and the adjustment period there. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I do think that this team probably had some issues that weren't as big, and so only the most critical analyst and um, like someone who you know has to look very closely at every detail would pick up on it. Whereas we as fans, even though you know, we like to play armchair analysts, but we're not, it's not our job to do it. So there's probably a lot of little things we didn't notice. And now they are probably growing uh, and they've just become very, very much exposed. And that's kind of why we're having this suffering. So um, that you, you may be right, Nathan. You know, this might have been the underlying state of FlyQuest, but we were able to outperform it through that honeymoon phase. Um, but I, I I would be apt to say that the wording of this is the fly quest we should have seen in spring is not yeah, the right wording, but you know it is it is the hot take <laughs> oven. You had to let it cook, and I understand that. I'd say it's like there was a potential for this fly quest to show through if other teams had stepped up, and it could also be that maybe we're not doing poorly like we are doing poorly in the standings, but also I think other teams kind of stepped it up a lot more this summer than we've seen in the past. Like, I think this is the most lively I have seen Dignitas um, and TSM in ages, you know? So, oh. it, 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 unfortunate timing, really. Yeah. Uh, Alrighty. Do you have anything else you want to say about your take? Uh, Honestly, or about I... the team? Huh? Anything else about your take or about the team or FlyQuest in general? On the, I... I still have the inkling of hope that uh, that Vikla does turn out, but uh, on how he was how he was presented by the by, by the analysts, by the desk yeah. and everything, I still have the inkling of hope. But as of right now, if 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 Lyclist were to bomb out, uh, bomb out, bomb out, and they decide to make a change. I wouldn't be surprised if they make a change in mid lane, either mm-hmm. promoting, uh, uh, promoting or looking elsewhere. But I wouldn't yeah. be upset if they ran the whole roster back again. Fair enough. I will say there's right. a lot of NA 
mids that are performing very well right now. <laughs> oh yeah. You don't necessarily have to import. Uh all right. Thanks Nate. Appreciate it. Going to yep. return you back to the Vibin room. We'll uh we'll catch you around. All right. I'll Thank be in you. chat. Excellent. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh Memer, I know who you are. <laughs> Memer has uh, joined the show. Right. A recent uh, addition to the Flight Check Discord. Uh, no, not a recent addition to the Flight Check Discord. Um, just under a different name. Uh, Memer, uh, where are you calling from tonight? I'm calling from <laughs> Arkansas. I don't know a city in Arkansas, but I'm calling from Arkansas. <laughs> Do you not know the capital of Arkansas? No, any geography. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, you could go on uh, Travis Gafford's uh, surprise test with those skills. No, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd rather do anything else. In, uh, Big Bang Theory? So, probably. I don't know who watches Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I am cultured, but not that cultured. Well, I, I was I was going to say Boomers probably watch it, and that's their yeah. idea of, yeah. uh, of, of mm. nerds and gamers. I'm, I'm more of a community man myself, mm. but... Okay. A community uh, manager, perhaps? No. Oh. Uh, community manager? No. I, I don't work, actually. Oh, that's uh, I uh, I'm calling from the McDonald's Wi-Fi, and uh, I thought I'd just give my spicy take. If that's oh, yeah. Cool. No, absolutely. No, What's your uh, take? Uh, uh, yeah. Lay it on us, sir. All right. I, spicy take. Uh, all of FlyQuest should watch everything that's going on this week. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've just heard through the... the, the what is it called? The Grapevine, probably? Yes. Uh, yeah. Heard through the Grapevine, mm -hmm. FlyQuest is playing in LCS, NACL, Melee, Valorant, and CSGO all this week alone. Dang. Oh, wow. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. That is a lot. Now, uh, my, my question for you real quick is, how is all of FlyQuest supposed to watch if they also need to play at the same time as other members of FlyQuest? Like, do they just put it on, like, an overlay in the bottom right corner of their screen, or what... What do you want them to do? I I don't have the answers. I just uh, you just I have live the in solution. Arkansas. Yeah. I just I just have the Arkansas take. Uh, okay. But it's a big week for FlyQuest in terms of how much is going on. Oh yeah. Uh, they could get knocked so, out of LCS playoffs week. this week. That's how big. No it comment. Is. No comment. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I thought I'd just uh, come in and say that really quick. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's going to be yeah. a great week. Lots of. Um, you know, lots of great opportunities for FlyQuest fans to cheer on their respective players and teams and rosters and orgs. Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna live, eat, breathe, sleep, FlyQuest, there's a lot of chance for that. This, you know? this, this I think is week, this is the week yeah. to do it. Um, I will say I've been hearing through the proverbial grapevine that the Valorant roster has potential to be number one in North America. Mm. Uh, I can say that as much. All right, all right. That would be something. Uh, That's all I got. I would pay a lot of money to see to see that happen. Uh, it is true. All right, well. All right, all right. Thank Excellent. you, guys. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Thank, thank you, you Memer, for coming on the yeah. show tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Thank do you. Appreciate it. We do appreciate it. All right, later. Adios. <laughs> all right, thank you. Oh to, man, uh, thank you to the friend of the show, Memer, for uh, popping on. Uh, all right, you know, that actually yeah. helps transition to some of the other parts of uh, yeah. the show very, very well. Let's talk NACL, something 
something good, something wholesome, something great, something wholesome in our lives. Uh, Flyquest Challengers, four and zero so far this week. Two zero <laughs> over AOE Gold. Two zero over Wildcard Gaming. Uh, I will note. Uh, 2,000 gold down at 22 minutes versus... Yeah, Sandy, we need to stop talking about the team. We need to stop right now. You know what happened last week when we talked about the team and they were doing well. Caster curses, (laughs) wait for no man. Uh, 18 and 10 currently. Uh, Even if they take a single game over uh, EG, looking at the standings, um, they will be uh, in sole possession of second place. If not, even if they go uh, 0-2, tied for second... Uh, with wildcard and disguised, uh, but a really great opportunity um, to really set themselves up for success uh, as playoffs are less than a couple weeks away now. Um, as we have talked about a lot, Spirax really, really setting himself apart uh, in recent weeks. Just been very, very good. Uh, looking at this week in particular... Um, as I pull up the lay stats, uh, two, one, and eight, and a six, two, and five on Azir versus AoE Gold. Uh, and then we also had day two here. Oh, it's not up. Oh, they actually haven't even put it up yet. So I don't know what his stats were against, uh, Wildcard Gaming, unfortunately. But uh, da, 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 give me a second. I will try to get it. Those, um, I mean, those performances are indicative of what he's been able to do recently. Part of why a lot of folks are calling for Spirex to play this upcoming week um, in LCS. Now, would it be a lot uh, for him to pull double duty in Challengers and uh, LCS? Yes, but we've seen it done before. Uh, it's absolutely possible. Um, and uh, the guy has been really, really performing. The team has been absolutely excellent uh, this whole week. Um, at minimum, another 4-2 week. Like, every every yeah. week you go positive is a success. You know, like... If, it's a great week. If the LCS roster goes 2-1 and one this week, that's a huge success. Like, it counts as a success when you go 4-2. Um, positive win rate, you increase your winning percentage... You set yourself up for a better position come playoffs. Um, I am looking forward to seeing what noise this team can make in the playoffs. I think they have a chance to make a really deep run. Uh, I think this team is special. I really do, and I think that they will uh, be, you know, be pretty, uh, be pretty fearsome in playoffs. How are you feeling about uh, them right now, Curly? I mean, everything's looking FlyQuest Challengers. It's looking <laughs> really, really good. Um, like coming like, Millhouse for them. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it's very energizing mm-hmm. to see a team like this um, like perform really well and be at the top of the standings, um, especially when you take into consideration specifically Spirex, because not only is he doing really well, but that is someone we have cultivated as a player for the last year um, or so. And so, like, the fact that he is, as an individual, really showing up, it makes me very happy. Because that means, like, not only did we um, 
you know, scout really well and find someone who had great potential. But that means we've given him the environment to develop as a player um, and have this great show. And so it's not only a great testament to him, but like a good testament to FlyQuest and the way we handle the Challengers League. So I'm really happy with that because like and especially also with Masu too, like the fact that we got him like right off the bat and then um, he could easily be in the LCS next year, you know, because it's a team success, it's a player success, and I'm just overall really happy. And I think uh, when it comes to playoffs, um, this might be the best run we could possibly make. Like, I I could see this team full-fledged going all the way to to the end and winning uh, NACL. Yeah. No, I I do agree. I think... um... Yeah, this team's really special. They are playing tonight. This is true. Um, they are they're playing EG Challengers tonight. Um, but you know they they can really do something. They've got some noise that they want to make, and I'm really looking forward to you know, seeing what they can do. Yeah. Uh, all right. Other topics. Kadoran. Went to uh, the Ludwig Ogren uh, Championship Series, uh, Series number five, actually, I believe. Um, yes, it is. Went out there, uh, ninth place. Uh, let me pull up because he had a full, he had a bunch of uh, matchups, actually. Let me. Yeah, well, so because there was the pools and then the brackets. Right. Uh, and if you scroll up in our nice little group chat, Yep. Knox put them there for us. Yeah, so he 3 2'd uh, Triff, who was playing Peach. Goes 1 3 against Zane on the Mar. 3 0's Axe on the Pikachu. And then 0 3's to both Hungry Box on Puff and Amsa on the Yoshi. Uh, so 2 and 3. Good enough for ninth place. Unfortunately, just one win uh, off of making it to the final bracket. Uh, unfortunately, so didn't get the chance to um, play in that, uh, which eventually Leffen, who was just really on one uh, this weekend, he ends up 3-2-ing Zane twice, as well as 3-2-ing uh, Cody Schwab in a 3-0 over H-Box. Um, and he actually played both uh, Sheik and Fox uh, to do it, which was absolutely, uh, absolutely wild. Um, just really cool to see Leffen pull up both the Fox and the Sheik, uh, to take, you know, take down this tournament. Um, Kadoran, ninth place, didn't have to, I don't, yeah, I don't think he had to go through the open qualifier, which I think was up in the air. Um, but, you know, definitely, you know, did a lot stronger than some of the, uh, uh, other folks that were here, I mean, you know, two, three, pretty good, especially for what like expectations are, um, for him, I think. So I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was, uh, a good showing for him and I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, he does next. I don't know. I have to look and see if he is going to be at super smash con or not. Um, I am not sure about that. I got to. Well, you figure that out. I will say, I think like getting ninth place 
going two three. This is like, this is a stacked pool. I'd say, you know, that top eight like is just really tight. I think anyone could have uh, taken that like seventh and eighth spot. You know, yeah, because you've got a lot of your regulars in Zane, Cody Schwab, H Box, Mango, Amsa, and Leffen. Um, so really, it's like, I'd say the two quote unquote sleepers that got in there, uh, Moki and Swift. I'd say any of like Triff, Josh, Orkador, and could have taken their spots. Mm-hmm. You know, considering how tight it was. Yeah, absolutely. So even this is a ninth place that I can very, very, very comfortable with. Yeah, I mean, this was absolutely a stacked top 16 Swiss bracket that you had to play through. And, you know, really, in my mind, like, not going 0-5 is a success. Like, Oh, yeah. Well, then also the, um, like, he wasn't originally supposed to be in this part of it. Right. Uh, It was when J-Muck... you know, started having the sudden health problems and he took his spot, like for being just ready on the fly. Yeah. To get really good show. I'm really proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. Really fantastic. Uh, okay. Moving back to uh, LA, or not, not LA. Well, actually, technically, yes. Moving back to. Uh, moving back to LA for the LCS. Moving and back. How we feel about this week. To LA uh, for the LCS. It is time to do some predicting and as i erase last week's uh predictions and also the, uh, <laughs> the cameras are not uh up to snuff currently there he is showing up for us i'll fix you in just a second boom predictions are in curly matching me potentially for the first time uh, in the history of the show. I don't think that's actually true, but... Um, no, I do think I do think so. I think... Uh, I, I know we don't match very often, so it's... Uh, I think the only week... Or the only week we would have been on the same uh, predictions yeah. uh, this split or probably week one. That is the only time I think we could have agreed with each other probably week one because we all i think we all picked the 3-0 i was more joking that actually we, wait i have the, the pictures in, here i can check <laughs> two and a half years uh, of doing this show we've uh, never picked uh we've never predicted the same thing <laughs> no usually um, usually i'm more optimistic than you that's <laughs> no, true uh you are not wrong sir um <laughs> i think uh this is going to be a revealing week you and I each have us taking down NRG. Knox is on the complete mm-hmm. pessimism train. O three 3 week. Mm-hmm. Probably knocking yeah. us out of top 8. How likely do you think that is that is to happen? I mean, you have us losing to both EG and TL, as do I. I think for good reason. Oh, TL, no. strong 2-1 last week. They look like they're on the come up. EG, sitting pretty, top of the standings. Uh, and NRG is a team that really can beat anyone at any given time. Um, they've yeah. just had some... They've been weird. They're hot or they're cold. But when they're hot, they can beat anyone. How realistic is this Is this for another 0-3 week? Man, we were just so positive for a second. I know, Why are you I making know. me do this? Look, <laughs> Why uh, are you making me do this? We, we gotta, we gotta bring oh, it back. Man. We, we gotta somber the. You gotta bring before, it back. Uh, All right. Uh, um, 
I the O three is more likely than I would like to admit. Yeah, especially because Energy is that volatile team that could win or lose at any time. Like I think they're very good. Right. Um, but also I, I I do think it's just like you know they can win against Cloud Nine. Um, and then they might even be able to win against Cloud Nine again. But then they might drop to say Immortals potentially before the end of the split. I don't think yeah. that'll happen. But like, they, they, it's just like some losses seem kind of random to me. Um, so that there's an unfortunate possibility that we could have an 0-3 week. But um, I'm actually, I'm going to be honest, the only one I'm not as concerned about is Team Liquid uh, because I'm a certified Team Liquid hater. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, admittedly, I do think the APA move was a really good call. Uh, they, look, um, they look really good with APA in there. They look really good with APA. Um, and I'd say that's a big, with someone who's on the rise, feeling himself, going against someone we, we talked about enough about the state of Vicla right now. So if you have someone who's got a really good showing and someone who's been down uh, for their expectations, it's it's a little concerning. Yeah. Um, so, but it's just, for whatever reason, I cannot put it into specific words yet because I'm not educated enough in League of Legends. Um, there is something about the way Team Liquid is and the way Team Liquid plays. And I feel like the way we play and the way we are just I, I think we can snuff it out potentially mm. um and i'm hoping to be wrong about that prediction uh but admittedly when it comes to eg oh yeah they're i'm terrified let's talk, I'm let's talk about eg terrified. real quick because it's just like this is a team that out of nowhere people were like up oh, yeah they're like a six through eight kind of roster um they are showing in so many ways that, like, NA talent can get it done. Uh, mm -hmm. You have a, a a top laner who has been maligned for years and finally is getting a chance to, like, play with teammates who are good. And he's showing how good he can be uh, when properly supported. You have a jungler who has been given shots over the years but also has been maligned by the community, who is performing very well. You have one of the greatest prospects um, in LCS history uh, in Jojo Pune in the mid lane. Add on to that, you have a guy who, let's be honest, probably should never have been playing in Challengers last spring at all in Unforgiven. Should, probably should always have been uh, a starting AD carry uh, somewhere in either LEC or, you know, LCS. Um, and then you have Ignar, who is... Sorry, not Ignar. You have um, uh, Ayla. Wrong EG support. I, I know, wrong EG support. You have Ayla, who also, incredibly hyped prospect, uh, honestly, got put in a really tough situation at with us, with FlyQuest, and now is showing that he's actually kind of goaded. Um, and is probably, you know, a top three support in this league, like, finally able to show it. So, like, this is a team that's actually showing that, like, North American talent can do it. North American talent can win. You don't have to bring in, you know, crazy imports from Korea or, you know, a $5 million buyout of guys whose, you know, usernames rhyme with Hertz. And uh, 
and and you can actually do very very well, uh, and that is yep. why uh, we're not going to beat them uh, on Thursday. <laughs> uh, why do you feel like we can beat NRG? I'm curious as to your take there, because I agree, uh, but I want to hear your your thoughts on it. Like I said, I think it comes back to the volatility of the team and just the way I think their records go. Um, I I think just because of that, it's just the most likely for us to win, you know? Um, not as much deep details there. Yeah. Uh, if anything, I'm also just really hoping for, in this particular case, a really on game from Spica and hoping I think Impact has been trying his best um the whole time despite how the team has been doing like Impact like I've said last week is kind of a silent hero mm -hmm. doing his job and being thanked you know not enough yeah. um and so I I think uh if we if he has he has a really good uh lane against Dokla uh and speak is on he can definitely outperform contracts and i think those are the two biggest success points for us uh that we can pull ahead on yeah i think uh yeah i i, I i'm inclined to agree there i think um i've not been particularly impressed by nrg's bot lane so far and i think if this is the week for prince and vulcan to really turn it on um this is a great opportunity for them to get started um, and I think we could really smash through bot lane, uh, on Wednesday and, and really, you know, give it to them. Um, so I, I think, I think we match up very well, just position wise. We matched up really well last split and, you know, they did side grades at best, uh, for all their players. Um, so yeah, um, one two week for you and I, zero oh, and three for Knox. One and two would put FlyQuest at four and uh, four and eleven uh, with one week to play. Uh, oh boy! And now if we beat NRG, they would be at least five and eight. The best they could do is get up to that seven and eight. Um, they are playing. Let's look. I mean, we could look at, yeah, so it's basically 100 Thieves and NRG. Uh, unlikely that we're going to catch Dignitas or TSM. What a sentence. Unlikely that FlyQuest will catch up to Dignitas and TSM. Um, NRG plays us, Dignitas, and Golden <clears throat> Guardians. So legitimately a chance for them to go 0-3 this week. And then 100 Thieves goes up against Immortals, Cloud9, and uh, TSM. So... Probably beats Immortals, probably loses to Cloud9, and then I have no idea how that TSM thing could go. Uh, so they're looking at probably a 1-2 or a 2-1 week, I would yeah. guess. So yes. if, the, if there's any week for us to make a mark and claw some stuff this, back, this is, what... th this is it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, a 2-1... Sets us up in decent striking position um, to make a run for 7th, 8th in week 6. In which we play TSM and Immortals. Very winnable games before closing the season against Cloud9. A very losable game. So, in my mind, 
right now we're looking at going three and three. Finishing six and twelve. The lowest to get in has been, if I remember correctly, four. Yeah. I don't don't quote me on that. I think it's not four, it's five. Six is higher than that. (laughs) I think I think we would have to go two one both weeks. I think we basically have to win seven games at this point. Oh yeah. uh, to get in. Tough. It's gonna be tough. And I already feel like I know how it's going to go, which makes it all the more painful. All right. Look, all I all I will say is this: is uh, depending on how this week goes and how we do specifically against TSM next, next week determines whether I see Oppenheimer or Barbie first. That's oh <laughs> I you know gotta I don't, match the mood. I don't think I want to know. Uh, oh, I see. I, I I thought you were talking yeah, yeah. like a bet or something. If, if 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 we tank. And if we blow up, I'm going to watch an even bigger bomb in Oppenheimer. Mm, oh, we have a great start. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. That's going to go. You know what? That's going to be a flight check podcast tweet um, <laughs> sometime later this week. Uh, remind but if we success, if we go 3-0 and if we make it, it's going to be life in the dream house, baby. I will be watching Barbie. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, you know the best place for you to see that potential tweet later this week? That's right. Uh, it's the Flight Check Twitter account, which you can see at Flight Check Crew uh, on Twitter. You can also see my thoughts at Santos TV, Knox at Knoxwar with two R's, uh, and Curly at Curly underscore double Q underscore. Uh, we're not on threads yet, unfortunately. Uh, maybe I'll get around to that. I've never felt like creating an Instagram account for the show. Because I didn't I mean, think anyone would ever follow us, but might be worth it at this point. I'll let you guys know if we create a Threads account. Uh, I have one myself personally. You can follow that at Santos.Debaros. Uh, that's uh, that's there for you. Um, but thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of Flight Check. Thank you for the folks who hopped on the call earlier, which was a lot of fun. Always love doing that. Fifth Super Week in a row. Really difficult week. NRG, EG, TL, uh, all tough teams. Have to go 2-1. Need, would love to go 3-0. Uh, that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, make sure to hop into the Flight Check Discord as well. You can commiserate with us there. Uh, or talk about catching a shiny Hopip with me in the Pokemon channel, <laughs> which I did this week. Turns out shiny Hopip, he's just dark green. It's just dark green. It's not, like, anything unique or cool at all. He's just like, oh, instead of the pink hop-ip, <laughs> it's a dark green hop-ip. I, you know, I, I guess I'll see what Skip Bloom and uh, Cottony look like eventually. Because um, you better believe I'm taking that shiny hop-ip all the way to Victory Road. Uh, it's going to happen. All right. I might be the only person in the history of ever that doesn't care much for having a shiny Pokemon. Uh, I will note it was the first shiny Pokemon I have legitimately caught. Like just, I don't think I've ever gotten one. Like just encountered in the wild, uh, I got a gift shiny Arcanine, uh, but that was like you know a gift. Obviously, I didn't like go out in yeah. the random world and go yeah. catch it. So, all right. Yeah. If you missed any part of this episode, uh, the VOD will be up on YouTube tonight or tomorrow morning. If you're watching that and would like to catch the show live. We do broadcast the episode usually every Monday night. 
usually at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, right here at twitch.tv slash flightcheckcrew. Curly, uh, final notes, shoutouts, plugs, anything at all uh, before we wrap up. Um, Like you said, thank you to uh, Nathan and Memer for uh, coming on the show earlier. Um, really appreciated having that interaction. Um, and then I, I'd say my final thoughts are, like, no matter what happens with the team this week and next, I, you know, it is what it is. If we fail, we fail. It happens. <laughs> if we succeed, we succeed. And I'm going to ride that wave all the way to the possible end. Um, and I just, I, I want to believe in FlyQuest as much as possible. And then the nice thing, too, is that we are an org with five teams or five sports now, like five games. We're not yeah. just the one-trick org anymore. Um, we So if you don't want to watch LCS, don't worry about it. We've got Challengers. We've got Melee. We've got CSGO. We've got Valorant Game Changers. So there's plenty of opportunities for this uh, team to show greatness and fly in every in, in every possible way. So... I'm I'm very happy with the state of FlyQuest, even if the LCS team is struggling. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely true. All of that. Uh, my shout out is going to go to um, the shiny hoppet I caught. Uh, you know, <laughs> I can't can't remember. It, I might have called him Horus. You know, like H O R A C E, because I thought that was a fun name okay. for Hoppip. Um, so Horace the Hopip, uh, you know, you get my shout out tonight. All right. That's all we got. Go check out FlyQuest Challengers. They're about to hop into game two versus Evil Geniuses Challengers. That is over on, uh, LCS underscore. LCS underscore Challengers. Challengers. Uh, maybe we'll give it a quick raid, uh, after the show, but we'll be back next week to either celebrate our rise from the ashes, or our plummet to the bottom. So for now, please, stay safe out there. Do not forget to hit the head on the nail, and we'll see you all very, very soon. Adios, everybody. Have a good one, y'all. Peace, y'all. <laughs>